Welcome to the Gooder Podcast, where we talk with powerhouse women in CPG about their journeys to success. This episode is sponsored by Retail Voodoo, a brand development firm guiding mission-driven consumer brands to attract new and passionate consumer base, crush their categories through growth and innovation, and magnify their social and environmental impact. If your brand is in need of brand positioning, package design, or marketing activation, we are here to help. You can find more information at www.retail-voodoo.com. Hi, Diana Freik here. I am the host of The Gooder Podcast, where I get to talk with the powerhouse women in the food, beverage, and wellness categories about their journeys to success and their insights on the industry. This episode is brought to you by Retail Voodoo. We are a brand development firm providing strategic brand and design services for brands in the food, wellness, and beverage industries. Our clients include Starbucks, Kind, REI, PepsiCo, Hi-Key, and many other market leaders. So if your goal is to crush your competition by driving growth and disrupting the marketplace with new and innovative ideas, give us a call and let's talk. Or you can check us out at retail-voodoo.com. Well, today my guest is Zahira Mamar, wife, mother of three, and founder and chief brewer of Herbivore Herbal Teas. Zahira is on a mission to share the protective health benefits of herbal tea with families everywhere. She is a professional gardener and previously the owner of St. Martin Garden Artists, where she designed and maintained organic vegetable and herb gardens for private clients. That sounds amazing. Schools and resorts. Zahira has a BA in sociology, and you're going to have to tell me what an MSc is. It's a master's in science. Aha. Okay. <laughs> and so she has a BA in sociology and a master's in community regeneration. I love that. Uh, but before I welcome Zahira, I want to give a big high five shout out to her husband, Dan, who reached out to me and said, this woman needs to be interviewed for your podcast. So Dan, thank you very much. Thank you for being a supporter of not just your wife, but women in CPG. Hello, Zahira. How are you? Where are you? Where are you located today? Hi, Diana. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for having me on this show. Um, I went through quite a few of the previous uh, shows, episodes, and mm -hmm. um, this is such an amazing resource for women in business. Uh, mm. So thank you so much for, for, you know, for having the show and of also for having me on the show. Yes, um, of course. Today I am, I'm, I'm here with you from New Jersey, which New Jersey. is the garden state. Oh, um, it sure uh, is. Yes. <laughs> How appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Tell us a little bit about herbivore. What, what is herbivore and what does the brand stand for? So herbivore is, is my herbal tea company. Um, mm -hmm. We make herbal teas in different formats and it's really formulated to nourish and protect um, our health. Mm -hmm. Great. And then tell me, you know, we had such a wonderful conversation yesterday uh, and the, the backstory of how this brand came about. Um, can you tell us, can you tell us, not just me, um, how this brand came about and why you decided to create it? Yeah, sure. So um, Herbivore really was 
born um, in New Jersey, oh. but it came out of the inspiration of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Grew up in St. Martin in the Caribbean, um, drinking tea, herbal tea, bush tea, as we called it, was really uh-huh. such an essential part of our of our of our of our life, mm-hmm. of my life as a child. And mm-hmm. um, I remember growing up. And my mom sending me out to the to the garden in the morning to pick whatever whatever bush whatever herbs um, were were kind of needed for for that day's tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I grew up around tea. I grew up with tea. Tea in the morning. Tea during the day. Um, tea for ailments. Tea for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, tea is as a way of life. Mm-hmm. And when we uh, when we had our children. It was very, very important for me to continue that tea culture with our yeah, children in yeah. our family um, so that our children also grow up with tea as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that is really the the origin story of of, um, of, of, of herbivore. Well, I remember you talking about uh, that this is not just your family's culture, that this is, this is the culture of island life. Like right. everybody in the Caribbean drinks tea. This is like a, a water beverage for lack of a better thing. When you talk about going out and getting the herbs that you needed for the day, mm-hmm. is that something that your mom said, Zahira, please go get me um, what you can find or were these plants that were in the backyard? Did you go out into the wild or it's a combination of both? Actually, um, it is um, more in our backyard. So I oh. think in, in the Caribbean, almost all families or households, there's some, there's some bush tea or mm-hmm. some herbs that are growing in the garden, mm-hmm. whether in the ground or in pots, if there's no space in the ground, Mm-hmm. Um, that are kind of designated for for tea. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, we I grew up in the in in the hills in St. Martin, so I also had um, the benefit of having a lot of space around me. Okay. Uh, in 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 our garden um, mm-hmm. at home in St. Martin, mm-hmm. um, as well as the the hills where a lot of a lot of uh, I, I would say a lot of herbs um, that I came to know of later, their names like nettle, like singing nettle. Yeah. And plantain um Mm -hmm. all of these herbs kind of grew wild um in the hills and really yes they did so we would go we would go and and forage um some of those herbs um to combine them with herbs um like lemongrass and passion flower i mean sour sap leaves moringa Mm -hmm. i mean we had all of these amazing herbs in growing in our garden in Mm -hmm. st martin Mm -hmm. basils thyme bitter Mm -hmm. melon Aloe, I could I can go on and on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and each of these herbs, you know, I, I knew them. Um, some of them not by their by their names, but sure. I knew them for the function. Yes. And I, I was sent out um to get them for. Like, you know, if we had like a little bit of a fever, if someone was running a fever, mm-hmm. you know, or or you know, we would be sent for lemongrass. Mm-hmm. If someone was, you know, if if we needed to if my mom needed us to go to sleep, mainly in the <laughs> time, um, you know, the wind down tea for the evening, yes. passion flower and sour sap leaves and some basil, you know, that's what we had. If you had a cough, um, for sure, you know, you were going out for time, 
Mm-hmm. Um, because time was good. I knew growing up the time was good for cough. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I grew up in St. Martin with herbs around me um, and knowing the benefit of the herbs and sometimes not knowing the name of the herbs yes. until later on, but knowing that herbs were, were truly medicinal mm-hmm. and, and they actually worked. Mm. So you probably, I suspect when you were we just a little one, I suspect that you probably knew what was going on in the household by what your mother asked you to go pick up. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And, you know, I w- I'm the eldest of three. I okay. have younger, a younger brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm probably the only one who really, really likes like to get down and dirty in the dirt mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. plants. And, and I, so I was always the one planting with my mom you know, going out and foraging. I'm, I was mostly the one that she sent out because, mm-hmm. you know, I was looking for every opportunity to really be in con- in contact and connection with, with the earth. Really? That was, yes. That was just such a big part of, mm-hmm. of, of who I was, mm-hmm. thankfully. And it's really um, kind of shaped me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I was usually the one going out into the garden um, and picking and picking the bush according to according to what we needed even for facial steams, mm-hmm. for herbal baths, you know, there were, there were herbs for everything. And um, for everything, there's an herb. And we were sent out to the garden <laughs> for the ones that we had. And, um, and for the ones that we didn't have, you know, we'd go down to, to my aunts or, or to someone else in the community and, mm-hmm. and, and we would get um, herbs there. Mm-hmm. For our needs. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, when I my parents are immigrants. Anybody who's listened to a few episodes may have already known this. My parents were immigrants and, but I, me and my siblings were born here in the United States. And one of the things that I, as kids, we had, we were kids in the seventies and eighties. And at the time, um, the U S culture was not as open to foreign influence. And so my parents would have all sorts of herbal whatever, Mm. Uh, um, sometimes mostly for relaxation or just for general enjoyment. But if there was some sort of health issue in the house, we would have those. And we would, as kids, we didn't want them because they weren't American. You know, we were different and and weird at the time. Now we live in a culture that is far more embracing, especially of food and beverages and those types of things. So I can only imagine yeah, and the reason why I bring this up, I guess, is that even still, while the American palate has changed and we're really open to food and beverages, I think tea is still an uh, a strange beast in the United States. I think most yeah. Americans see it as either very British and colonial or um, East Indian, but with a very heavily British colonial influence, right. or Chinese, I mean, Asian, yes, but mostly Chinese from a green tea. And I feel like there is so much missing from the enjoyment of tea. Now, I, I believe when we were talking yesterday, you spoke a little bit about tea cultural in general in the Caribbean is much different than here in the United States. And that's part of what inspired this brand. Am I right? Absolutely. And, you know, that just, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Diana, because um, even, even within the Caribbean today, and even back when I was a child, I think more so today, um, 
or probably back then when I was when, when I was a child more so because mm-hmm. now you know things are coming full circle the, mm-hmm. the younger generations are really they they um they want to know mm-hmm. uh, the things that were either kept from them mm-hmm. or you know the things that that used to be that aren't now and they don't want to be told that um this is not for you they wanted to kind of discover it um for, for themselves them. yeah right so you know growing up I have to say in the Caribbean, I would almost say that, um, or in in general, mm-hmm. I always had the feeling that herbal medicine or, or herbs for or herb for health and wellness was mm-hmm. almost kind of um, kind of demonized or like it mm-hmm. was not was not such a good thing. Mm-hmm. Something that you should kind of do like under the table, hush hush, because it's mm-hmm. not conventional medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in the Caribbean, you know, you 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 we looked up so much to the Western world and to the Americas, you know, that, um, you know, almost like we wanted to, to, to be in their good graces and be like a yeah. you know, world country mm-hmm. so that our, the, you know, the, the medicine or the mis- medicinal path mm-hmm. of our folk, our folk medicine mm-hmm. was almost um, demonized or just like, yes. uh, like hushed, you know? Yes, I um, do. And um, that was that's really unfortunate because I have to say that so much of the knowledge that could have been passed on, I mean, throughout the, through you know the generations was yeah. lost. Yes. That yeah. um, that um, that oral kind of tradition of yes. how you, of how you make and how you prepare these herbs and even yes. to the level of what their what their names are. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was lost because it was not seen as as a as as a good thing or something right um so i i think we've lost in the caribbean certainly in saint martin um a lot of the Mm. the oral tradition around preparation of herbs oh really uh, a preparation of herbs for medicinal use Mm -hmm. um obviously uh, some of it you know kept yeah. Which I'm so grateful to my mother and my, you know, my grandmother on my father's side. My father's from Guyana. Mm-hmm. My mom, um, she was, she's from St. Martin, her people from St. Martin, but she also has, she was, um, her, her mom is Dominican. And, mm-hmm. and so we have a lot of Caribbean yes. influences in, within our, uh, our family. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for the elders within my life that were able to, to really pass on uh, some of that oral tradition that that remained that they were able to to latch onto from their parents and their parents' parents. Yeah. Um, that I was able to 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 use now and also to pass to to my children. Yes. And, you know, through future generations. I'm just on the level of like names, I can say a difference in America, or one thing that I learned is like the names of herbs. It's different everywhere. Yes. Uh, even different Caribbean islands call a certain herb a different name. Really? You know, there's, some, there's some similarities, but the name is it's called it's called in a different way. And it's yes. only, it's only when I moved to America and I and I tried to find some of our herbs and, and I'm putting in the name in the in, in the computer and I just cannot find it under the name that I knew them mm-hmm. by that I really started to, um, to get to know the, um, uh, I, I would say the, 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 the legal or the medicinal, the mm-hmm. name for 
each of the herbs mm-hmm. so that I would be able to to access those herbs um, everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's very different um, how I grew up with herbs and herbal tea and mm-hmm. tea as medicine um, or for, for health and wellness and overall yes. and enjoyment. And enjoyment, of yes. course. Yeah. Like I'm sure everyone who knows tea can tell you that teas, <laughs> um, you there's some herbs that are really bitter, and the bitter, yes. the bitterness serves a purpose. Um, so it may not be it not, not may not be you know nice to taste, but it right. really does the trick. Fortunately, um, my my outlook on tea. Um, especially because uh, tea started with my children is that it has to taste good. If it doesn't, it, if it doesn't taste good, the, the people are probably not going to want to take it. And you're going to have a lot of resistance. Yeah. My aim and my ambition is to make healthy teas that are good for you, that taste amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think I've been able to achieve that. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And you were telling me stories of sending uh, beverages, sending these teas in your children's lunches. Yes. Yes. So when we moved to New Jersey mm-hmm. from St. Martin, um, I just, I was kind of faced with this fact that there were, there are not many options um, for healthy drinks mm-hmm. um, in, in the, in the grocery aisles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in addition to that, um, tea was like not a thing. Herbal teas was like mm-hmm. not a, you could not find that in the grocery mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, how I did, and, and at the time, like my children, like that, they drank a lot of tea, and they still do. So even making the transition from a Caribbean lifestyle to an American lifestyle, which you know now they're kind of straddling both. Yes. Um, I it, for them it was important as it was important for me that they that they still had that tea. Um, so I made tea every night for our children um, and I put it in like kind of small upcycled water bottles and I would send them mm. and them each to school with uh, with a tea that was that that was good for them. Kind of like what my mom did, but uh, in a in a different way. They weren't going out and picking the herbs because here in New Jersey, it's not a climate that's conducive to a year round growth of herbs or the herbs that I grew up with. Yes. Um, so I had to, uh, you know, source the herbs um, from different, different, um, different places. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I would send my son, you know, he had really bad allergies. So um, during allergy season, I would send him with, with a tea that was really good for his allergies. Mm-hmm. I would send um, one of my daughters and we have twin girls and our son is younger. Um, I would send one of my girls with with one that was like really hydrating because she's um she she she's very active in sport. Mm-hmm. And I would send the other one with something that's calming because she's like a, you know, she's uh she's very um animated and you know it's not always good to be an- animated all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, in- true. You need, be, you need to uh you know have that that calm. Yeah. And to be honest, our first teas that I launched with were were uh, inspired by our children. So we have we have our um, our calm tea, mm-hmm. which is for um, for my daughter, our focus tea for my son, mm-hmm. and also the revive, which is which is very hydrating and for skin and, and mm-hmm. nourishment, and that's for my other daughter. So 
that's where our first three formulas uh, really came from. Oh my gosh. Well, family is really important to you. I can tell that. And I know we talked about this and I know one of the things that we talked about that that, that you wanted to cover today is just kind of talking about the success of like what you consider success when balancing business with family. And, you know, when we're looking at the modern culture and I'm, and I'm thinking specifically Serena Williams just made a public announcement where she just, she just recently said, listen, I can't be the best tennis player in the world and be a great mom. I have to choose. And this is, this is, the lot. And so she's made a very specific choice in order to feel like she is doing the best that she can and what's important to her. When we're talking about you, you know, you want to be a hundred percent mom, you want to be a hundred percent professional, you want to be a hundred percent everything, right? We just have, we are just that it's uh it's a little bit more of a subtle version of what i personally saw in the 90s you know with a really severe shoulders and women having to behave very masculine in a very masculine workforce mm-hmm. i'm curious what are some of the tools um that you use to be the best version of you in this moment of growing a new brand and children in the house um yeah, that's a great question. Like, first of all, I like to start off by saying that I'm still not the best version of me that I can be. <laughs> I bet <laughs> I know, you are. <laughs> I know what it feel like and I, I know I that see. I'm striving towards it, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Every day, making more strides. Okay. And, um, and for sure, people, you know, I'm, you know, expect us to be like super moms, you know, 100% yeah. mom, except 100% this, um, this savvy businesswoman and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just 100% of everything. Yes. And, you know, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that, you know, um, we can't be like Serena Williams said, you know, we, we can't be that 100%. And is it, is it fair to think that, that to expect that or, of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, I think not. And, you know, one thing I would, I would say is it's, um, it's not so much about, you know, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it's more about um, work-life harmony. Ooh. So I would say, um, first of all, personally, um, if I, when I take care of myself and I take time to, to nourish my needs as Zahira, as an individual, the hero, the businesswoman, um, then I in turn can have like a fuller cup to, you know, to nourish my business. Um, So it's important first to take care, to make sure that you take care of yourself. Um, And that's something that, again, I'm not there yet. Yeah. um, But I'm definitely working towards that. And also, um, you know, making time with family, sacred. And, and how I do that is by scheduling time. Um, if I don't, if it's, if it's not scheduled, it, it's not happening. <laughs> that's that is, yeah, that's we the truth. So many things that are going yes. on, it's like popcorn in our brains Yeah, um, that, you know, it can, you can miss very important stuff like, yes, like basketball games, unless you have a daughter who's, you know, pulling your cards, excuse me, we have, I have, a, I have a game tomorrow, I have a game tonight, it's at seven o'clock. But, you know, when there's so much going on in your, in your mind and in your life, you know, you really have to schedule 
the mm. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, it's very important to schedule to schedule time for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like for us, we have family fun night. And the kids really, really look forward to that. And I yeah. do a lot. And um, just, just a note, I mean, I, I could, it's totally off. Um, but how, how, I, how we did that is everyone, you know, wrote like about five activities that they would like to do with the family mm. um, on pieces of paper. We, we put it, you know, kind of um, tied it up. We put it in a, in a, in a, in a bucket, in a basket. Okay. Every every Wednesday night we shake it around and then we someone goes in they dive oh. in and they, they pick out and that's what we do for that for 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 that day so everyone feels that they're a part of it you know theirs could be picked at any moment and that we really have fun as a family so we do that one night every week for family fun night and then I also like to take um Sundays for us for for us as a family to mm-hmm. you know just just family time I don't want to mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, again, guilty as charged. Sometimes there's that email or something yeah. really <laughs> I'm sensitive, and then uh, I yes. need to sneak out. Sometimes during yes. our movie, I need to sneak out and yes, and do something. But um, but it's it's real about finding that harmony because if the if the children and the family, the hubby feels that they are that they are are important. loved, they're yes. important then um then it doesn't need to be like a hundred like you know like 50 50 right about finding that harmony um, right between all, all the different parts yes and, um and another way i guess the last way i would say that i do that um another tip is really to involve um as much as possible family in 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 work and i have done mm. that um like our first logo and we've had a, a couple it's uh iterations of our logo but our first logo was designed by one of my daughters oh you're kidding yeah that's awesome so she's like she's totally like this design um personality she loves to design she's like she gives everyone um kind of tips on what to wear and what not to wear oh okay (laughs) so I came with a logo and she was like no mom that's not it's not gonna gonna work if my if my friends are gonna drink that that's that they this is gonna be a turn off this is what you need to do oh she she designed our first logo and um and we're we stayed a little bit true to I mean it's been iterated on but she's always been a part of that process and I Mm. think I think when the family, when the children are, are a part of the process in, in, uh, in the business in any way that um, they don't see it as competing so much with yep. their work, mm-hmm. but more like they're, you know, this is, this is our work. This is work yes. for our family. This is our family business. Mm. So that's another way that I was able to do that. Mm. I love that. Zahir, I'd like to go back to the business of growing your business. I know it's still early and there have probably been a lot of learnings in this stage of your career. So <laughs> I wonder if there are any learning experiences, mistakes, something that may have changed the trajectory of your career and, and maybe, you know, what, what could they possibly be and how has it impacted how you do things today? Right. So, I mean, one of the learnings um, very important learnings for for me coming into um, into beverage and and there's you know I didn't have the background in yeah. you know in in beverage formulation or you know food science mm-hmm. you know I was just a mother who had 
um, you grew up in a certain way and wanted to mm-hmm. continue this for their children. Yes. And um, and I was very good at it. Um, and 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 then beyond that, I wanted to share it with 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 others. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of having like, going into the industry, kind of you know wide-eyed and naive (laughs) um I learned a lot of things I I learned first that you know there's a lot of compromise Diana that happens in in our industry Mm -hmm. um for the sake of 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 making money as much money as possible and Mm -hmm. for me that was very foreign um for me it's all all about the quality of ingredients and the and the and 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 you know the process the quality of the process and I saw I saw that there's so many um, there's so many brands that were kind of taking the the, the compromise on the quality mm-hmm. um, of their ingredients, and then you know they were really growing, and um, you know they're able to take um, like real have really great is uh, not quite the best it's subpar. So for me, um, that was really um, kind of serious learning very early on. Um, and something that I had to, I, I felt like I had to, I had to, like, that wasn't me. That wasn't us. It wasn't our brand. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't what something that I could do. I mean, like anyone who yep. knows me knows that I, I just happen to have very high quality standards, um, yes. consumption for, for our family. Yes. Peas were made primarily um, for first for my children, yes. first for us, and then it, it grew into something that I wanted to share with the yes. world. So, you know, again, anyone who knows me would know if I'm not, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna um, feed it to my kids and my family, there's no way that I'm putting it out there. Right. Anyway, yes. so that's just like standard wise. Um, I've really had to, I've really had some learnings around Mm. Uh, around how my stance was a little different mm-hmm. um, than that of so many um, of my peer, it, my peers in the industry. Yeah. Um, like we only use organic um, and non-GMO herbs. We use, you know, raw organic honey, you know, things that are expensive. Yes. Uh, expensive ingredients. Um, yes. We don't use any syrups or, or, you know, powders. It's really yes. herbs, dried herbs in water. Yes. And um, so kind of maintaining that, you know, I got a lot of uh, like looks, uh, even of people who could have, uh, <laughs> people who could have, uh, you know, invested. They're like, I don't know how you're going to do that with the margins because mm-hmm. those are expensive ingredients. And those, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's just a hard way to do it. Why not just get some powders and mix it in the water and voila, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um so um, that's been quite a learning experience for me at this at this stage um, that I've been able to um, I think I've successfully able to to get over that. Um, I'm not making any uh, I'm not making any um, I'm not lowering our standards of our brand mm-hmm. to to meet margins or to mm-hmm. of course it has to be in order to be a viable product. You know you, you can't lose, but quality yes. of ingredients and quality of process. Yes, always been um, um, front and foremost for 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 our for our brand. Um, I've lost some because of it, but it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. eventually we'll 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 get there um, where we need to be. Yes, um, things are really looking up because I think now people are really coming to value um, ingredients. Yes, agreed. Their bodies, they're really coming to value. 
um, processed, that it's not, you know, like they're not putting highly processed foods in their bodies anymore. They're really yes. putting out ingredients. So, yes, yes. I totally understood. And, you know, listen, the beverage industry is just uh, uh, a bit, I call it big time wrestling. Like there's uh, people beating themselves up over margin all the time. And I'm always surprised when we work with a beverage ta- brand, every once in a while, we'll find a beverage brand where we feel like the marketplace could tolerate a higher price point. And when we make the recommendation, uh, and of course, the people who've run the numbers are like, you're insane, you're insane. And you have to go, well, no, the, the brand value requires a higher price point. And we will raise the price on a product and the sales go up because now suddenly people go, oh. Perception of a quality product. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So good on you, you know, keep keep to what you what you feel is right. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, what are you most proud of in, at this time? Um, what I'm most proud of, honestly, um, it's it's my children, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like it, with all seriousness, yeah. it's, all, it's all my children. It's mm-hmm. my biological children, as well as this, this tea company, which is it's your baby, like my baby. And how and how I, we've been able to to have all of them support each other. Like our yes. children are our biggest ambassadors mm-hmm. um, for, for herbivore um, because of our children taking our teas to school. You know, there's been a lot of, you know, one friend started, oh, what's that? Um, can yes. I have some? And then another friend and another friend. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, like we have like orders that are coming in from all over. I love it. From families that um, their children told them, you have to buy this. Not only because my, you know, my friend, uh, it's, it's, it's her, it's her, her family business. Mm-hmm. But I really like this. I really mm-hmm. like this. And that. Diane, I've got to tell you, it's, <laughs> it's been, it's been insane to think that, um, that children are drinking herbal tea, you it's know, awesome. I um, love it. American children are drinking herbal tea yes. and I love it all again, because it tastes good. Yeah. Um, they don't have to know, or, I mean, they should, but it's not really important right now yeah. that it's like amazingly healthy and it's so good for you. Yes. It's like water yes. plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I, I, I would say that's one of the things I'm, I'm most proud of that, that's uh, awesome. that, that, um, that our children are our biggest ambassadors, um, for, for our brand. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, that, uh, children are interested in it because a sweet tea, you know, which is very popular across the United States, but is really based off of the, the black tea brewing black tea, um, just adding some sweet tea tends to be so sugar filled and mostly it's because to offset the bitterness of the black tea right and mm-hmm. so you have the herbal teas like yours that are naturally refreshing and don't require all the sugar like how great is that exactly so one of the things that that I was super important and to me and very core to our brand values is we want to make it taste as good as possible, but mm-hmm. we don't want to compromise on, 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 you know, the health benefits. So that means that it has to be a little, it's not, it's not going to be a sugary drink, mm-hmm. but it's going to be just enough sweet 
that it kind of touches your taste was in the yeah, right way. I love it. Um, so we've been able that that in itself took quite a lot of um, of, of um, formulation back and forth. And again, like I tested it on my kids. I mean, you can so one can say that, oh, it's your kids. They're you know they're gonna they're gonna say that it's good regardless. Well, I gotta tell you, my kids have some of the most sophisticated palates, and they are brutally honest. And that's exactly what we needed to really, you know, formulate in the best way. You know, if it caters yes. to them mm-hmm. and they know the taste of, uh, of, of uh, you know, the, the, the now taste. Yes. Um, what caters to their, their, their friends that um, if it catered to them and they liked it, if it was make it a little sweeter, a little mm-hmm. less here, a little mm-hmm. less bitter here and there. Um, which took, you know, about a year or so in formulation, but we were able to get it right, all of us as a, as a family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was, um, that, that's really great. Mm. Well, what's next for herbivore? What do you have? Is there a trade show? Is there a new product or new platform? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess first is like me getting out there. Um, and, you know, I got to thank my hobby. <laughs> Um, Dan for really uh, finding this opportunity because mm-hmm. I'm so like head down mm-hmm. in the work, you know, I forget to, to, to raise up and say hi, or like, yeah, here I am. <laughs> I'm very like behind the scenes. Mm. Um, so he was able to find this opportunity. It was such an amazing opportunity. It's such an amazing resource um, for women. So that's the first thing. I'm just getting more out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been starting to do more trade shows, and the Good. next one, the next one that's coming up is Expo East. Yes, I'll be there. We'll be there. We'll yes. see each other for sure. Yes. Um, so that's really like getting the getting the brand out now, getting the business um, um, more visible, and really just scaling. You know, scaling from boutique uh, retailers. We're in some amazing boutique retail retailers. But we want to scale now from boutique retailers to, to more change. Sure. Um, um, so chain retailers. So we're that's that's definitely on the horizon. And also um, introducing our loose leaf tea line, which is which is new. Um, and it's uh, we're just getting it out there. So that's very, very exciting. Um, those are the things that are really on the immediate horizon for mm. herbivore. Yeah. I love it. Zahira, I'm I have really enjoyed our time today and and yesterday too two days in a row look at that okay our time is almost up but I have a couple of questions I like to ask everybody so before we wrap up so um, I'll ask you the first one what trends in food and beverage well actually in our industry or not are you following and why trends I tell you that the word trends, it's such a, I have like a love hate relationship. Yeah, with I know. Um, I would say um, one, because, you know, you want to be with the times, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be with the times or, mm-hmm. or, or you're going to be irrelevant in, mm-hmm. in some ways because people are just people, people like trends and they want to jump on, on the, yes. you know, whatever's hot now. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I try not to actively like follow trends. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when our products um, align with trends. I yes. really love it. And when that happens, and it's, and it's happened quite a lot mm-hmm. in our products. 
um, since since we started, I don't know if you've heard of hibiscus. Yes. Super like antioxidant, great for your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everyone is raving about about hibiscus. Hibiscus is in is in our our revived um, formula. I grew up with hibiscus um, and it it was it was in our formula before it became a trend. Um, The same with with Moringa, which is like a superfood. Yes. Yes. Um, and and Tulsi, which is a, a adaptogen, you know, all of these, like I learned after, ah, adaptogen, Tulsi, well, great. So we fit into that trend, um, which is great. <laughs> it, it's great that we're we're kind of, um, you know, we're, we're meeting, mm-hmm. uh, but I do try not to like jump on bandwagons mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. trends rise and trends, mm-hmm. you know, trends fall. But um, mm-hmm. understood. Yeah. yeah. We're building something that's going to be enduring um, you know, regardless of trends. Yes. Well, the hope is, is that the trend becomes mainstream, right? That it's right. Um, and so to become mainstream, you need to start as a trend. So I always like to hear what people are keeping their eye on and, and checking out on that note. TikTok. Oh girl. Don't. mm -mm. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> they say they say TikTok and videos. That's like you know you you need to do videos if you're gonna if you're gonna get out there you need to do videos. And I hear that, and that's I mean again like anyone who knows me like that's so not me. Yeah, um, I'm like head down and you know. So, but I, that's one trend that I would say I have to I have to pick up. Yeah, get more involved in, like you know, for the business to get the business out there. Yes, um, for sure, just videos and really mm-hmm. being authentic. I think mm-hmm. um, being authentic in how you represent, how yes. you present yourself and your yes. brand mm-hmm. uh, in video format. Mm-hmm. Um, well, people are really it's it's trending now. To uh to follow brands that are authentic, <laughs> I should yes. Say. So um, that's something that I'm I'm definitely working on. We're working on some videos and getting me oh. out there and getting yes. our brand out there with videos. Um, but yeah, TikTok and Instagram videos. There you go. There you go. <laughs> are there any other women leaders or, or rising stars out there that you would like to elevate or simply admire for the work that they're doing right mm. now? Um, okay, I won't. Obvi- I won't like mention the the obvious, um, you know, um, Oprah's and Serena Williams. <laughs> and uh, um, but there's one who um, comes to mind immediately. Yes. Um, it's um, her name is Ellen Marie Bennett, and she okay. wrote a book called Dream First Details Later. She's the founder of Headley and Bennett Aprons. I don't know if you heard of them. No. I actually met her at a mixer mm. in New York and she was like, honestly, she's like my, my, my lady crush. Oh, my business crush. I'm like, Oh my gosh. She is so like her personality. She's just, she just has an aura about her. Oh, I love it. That, that just kind of emanates like you can do it. If you can dream it, yeah. you can do it. And I she love has it. done that. I mean, you should really look into her book dream first. Dream, Dream first, first details okay. after. Um, she's a Latina um, mm. powerhouse, and I've really been following her. Wow! And, and um, yeah, she's she's really great. I love that t- yeah. the title of that book too. Love it. Well, 
We have been talking with Zahira Mamar, founder and chief D brewer of Herbivore. Zahira, where can people learn more about you and your brand? People can find Herbivore at our website. It's www.drinkherbivore, that's H-R-B-V-O-R.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at, at Herbivore, at H-R-B-V-O-R. And we're also on, um, on LinkedIn at drinkherbivore.com. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Zahira. I'm so happy to have spent time with you and I look forward to seeing what's next and seeing you at Expo East. Yes. And I want to thank all of you listeners for your time today. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on The Fitter Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, be sure to click subscribe and share with your network. Until next time, be well and do gooder. Gooder.